It's time for another episode of At Russian 98 on Hockey. Yes, it's me, Peter Borjarinov, your boy, At Russian 98. Follow me on Twitter, At Russian 98, R-U-S-S-I-A-N. Ask me any questions. Julia has a question. How are Leafs now collapsing all the time in third periods? I will answer that. Later in this episode, remember, this is your one-stop shop for all your hockey news. Come here for your hockey update. It's where I round up everything people are talking about in the hockey world in one short weekly podcast episode. Remember, I try to do two a week, one on the NHL, one on the Leafs. I know I've been busy lately. This is your Leafs episode. What will I be talking about this episode? Jam-packed one. Number one, uh, how the Leafs played on that road trip. Three and one, I'll talk about that. We're going to round up how the Leafs, uh, also fall, uh, you know, look at how the Leafs are going to be playing in the rest of the month. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about Kapanen and where I would like him in the lineup. An update on the Tyson Berry injury. Justin Hall the good? Is it time for an Anderson Appreciation Night? A Maple Leafs prospect update. He's from the Victoriaville Tigres. I will tell you about him. And of course, Julia's question. I will answer that. And like I said, a Leafs future outlook. How they're going to look in the next two and a half weeks. Alright, so the Leafs were 3-1 and one on the road. Before going on the road, they had two hardworking games versus the Flyers and Avs. The Flyers, they all played in the first two periods, possession, shots, but it was just tied with five minutes late in the third. Maybe a little bit more than that. And then they just fell apart and they gave up in front of Freddie in the last three minutes. They played harder against the Avs. They led with more shots and possession, but like the Flyers game, like Carter Hart, Grubauer was on his head, especially Grubauer. The Avs had three power plays versus the Leafs only one, and that was the difference as the Avs scored a power play goal. Then the Leafs went on the road against the Blues. That's where the Leafs came up with a solid 60-minute effort against the Stanley Cup champs, Hyman and Matthews with two goals each. Great on the special teams as well. Two for two on the power play. Perfect four for four as well on the PK. Just perfect. Which was their biggest flaw, in my opinion, under Babcock. Then they went on the Canadian West. Versus, um, I think it was the Canucks. They beat them 4-1 handedly. With a great game overall. Again, they're still playing Anderson in all these games. Hyman is still starting to click. uh, Scored two goals in the previous game. Or no, uh, two goals in the next game actually. But he had scored in that game. Marner's looking better. Tavares, that was the big game when Tavares had two goals and assists. 
So that line is really starting to click, and they did against the Canucks, and Matthews also had a goal. Tavares almost had a hat-trick. I'm scoring all these empty net goals now. It's crazy. Uh, how many? I think more than half his goals are empty net. I don't know. Well, anyways. So that was the Canucks. First, the Flames. The Leafs outplayed and outshot the Flames and led 2-1 going into the third. Again, as Marner and Tavares are really starting to click. Thank goodness for that. But the final, the first three minutes of the third period chose to be the difference. Anderson flubbed the first one with a quick random shot by Goudreau, I believe. And the Leafs did another mental collapse. I guess if they think Freddy can't stop these things, we better not start. Why are we even trying? And Leafs and the Flames scored two more quick ones while the Leafs were just snoozing. Tough after a great first 40 minutes. Then the Leafs went to Edmonton to finish the trip and held off McDavid. And even the German Gretzky dry sidle, I think he only got an assist. I barely even saw him. The Leafs, Matthews line hasn't been great with Janssen going down. But Tavares and Marner are looking better. And on that night, they were pretty good. But the Leafs' depth really stood up in this game versus the Oilers. The neck, as I like to call him, Engvall, looked great in setting up Kerfoot and both assisting on McKayev's goal. I've liked McKayev's game lately in the last few weeks. And the goal, the GOAT scored almost after a couple of months, I guess, thanks to a great steal and setup by Timoshov. Oilers had more shots, but Freddie was there when needed. 3 and one road trip, in my opinion, is terrific. And even almost could have won in the previous two games versus Philly and Colorado, except they had outstanding goaltending in those games, and Leafs had a few rough mental collapses in that game, in those two games, and maybe they could have at least picked up a point or two if they were fully in there. All right, now on the top line, there's Kasperi Kapanen now since Janssen's out. And I don't know. I just feel like Kapanen can drive a line, but he cannot drive a top line versus top opponents. He's... Either an all-star bottom six or a subpar top six. Use him wisely. For the top six, I think you need complementary, hard-working, two-way, solid players to play with top talent with Matthews, Nylander, Tavares, and Marner. And that's not Kapanen. As we saw early in the season, Captain fit well with Tavares and Marner. And hasn't looked great with Matthews this season. Or even some parts of last season, especially like in the playoffs. I think you put McKayev on the top line with Nylander Matthews for now while Janssen's out. And put Kapanen on the third line with Kerfoot and whoever else is on their wing. Engvall is looking great so far. Alright, an update on Tyson Berry. Blocked a shot in Saturday's game versus the Oilers. So it looks like an ankle injury, but x-rays are negative. That's good news for the 28-year-old. Gingerly walked off the ice. Uh, as Sh- Kristen Shilton said for TSN, he went on the ice twice to test out the leg, first during the TV timeout in the first period, and again after the first intermission. And the training staff called off his night. So his leg is not looking great. 
And uh, as Keith said, he just didn't feel like comfortable enough to go back. So he said, we'll just have to see it is when we get home. So I'm feeling like he's not going to be playing in the next few, uh, next few, a little while. Um, but I don't think he's going to be out long term. What do you do? It's right defenseman. I like Hall. He's been playing well. He's already in the top four. I kind of don't want to mess with him and leaving him with Muzzin is is good right now. And I don't know if I want to give CC the minutes right now, but you might have to. What are the Leafs going to do? Are they going to bring in Marincin again? But he's more of a left-handed shot. So the options for right-handed shots on the Marlies are Lilgren, Schmaltz, and should we say Mac Hollywood? Well, out of those guys, we all know what Hollowell brings to the game. He's physical, but he's a bit slow. Didn't look great in camp. He was okay early. Lilgren was all right. Schmaltz had some games good, some games bad. But I think for the Marlies, especially Lilgren and Schmaltz, both have looked great. And Lilgren has really stepped up even more so again this year. So I wouldn't mind either of the three right now, especially if it's in a short time period. And if they're not getting in a lot of minutes, hey, even having a guy physical like Hollowell in there with Dermott isn't too bad. But maybe showcasing Schmaltz for a trade isn't bad or giving Lilgren some NHL minutes wouldn't be bad either way. In my opinion, either way, if any of them guys, those guys are getting called up, I wouldn't expect them to get a lot of minutes. So it'll be interesting, but uh, I wouldn't mind seeing any of them to see how well they play. All right, going back to Justin Hall, the good. He, of course, had career ice time in that game because Barry was out in the first period. but And he didn't miss a step. He covered McDavid so well. I don't know how many times you can count a D that kept McJesus off the scoreboard. But now count how many times that was done by basically a rookie defenseman. And, of course, he was a positive shot differential as well. Well, I be damned. Maybe the Leafs have found their top four shutdown defensemen. Well, let's not jump to any conclusions yet. But Hall looks great so far this season. We couldn't say that last season. He's looked great since last... Well, because maybe he wasn't played much last season. But as I said in the offseason, how about we not give CC a contract and let's see what the Leafs have before adding anyone else. Well, if Hall consistently keeps playing well in the top four, maybe the Leafs can... Trade CC for even a late prospect or late draft pick. We'll see how that goes. All right. You know what we should do is we should have an Anderson appreciation night because he is outstanding. (laughs) He's being outworked, of course, but he's tied for first in the league in wins. Seventh in the league in save percentage with .921 with goalies 17 games played or more. And also, of course... First in games played in the league. Anderson is outstanding. He's been consistent as consistent can be consistent. His first two seasons with Anaheim, 0.923, great. 0.914, pretty good. But then his final year with Anaheim, 0.919. First year with Toronto, 0.918. Second year with Toronto, 0.918. Third year, last year with Toronto, 0.917. And so far this season, 0.921. 
Freddy is steady. We already have uh, Fred on the Raptors being called Steady Freddy, but Frederick Anderson takes the cake and should be the, the new Steady Freddy because he is consistent. We should be celebrating Freddy. And again, is there a way we can stop overplaying him? You know what? Maybe I'll talk a little bit about that at the end of the episode. All right. Leafs prospect up, update. And let's go all the way to the queue and talk about Mikhail Abramov, the fourth round, 115th pick in the 2019 draft that's just happened by the Maple Leafs, playing for Victoriaville Tigres, born in Moscow, Russia, center, shoots left. 5'11", current weight, 162, last time they checked him, playing well. He's, I think it is, oh man, I lost that page. But anyways, he's, I think, 7th, or tied for 6th in the league in goals in the queue so far this year. He was good last year, he's even better this year. Nobody's talking about him, maybe they should. Technically, I know he's played a little bit more games than the guys on that other team, like Robertson and Dargu Chinsev. But he's has the most points among all these prospects so far this year. So maybe we should give him a better look than just being a fourth rounder. And of course, he might take some more time and really groom him in the minors, or in the, at least in the queue. But he's looking good so far. Uh, at Leaf Nation, they stated he's an intelligent player who makes great reads and anticipates well. Lots of skill, uses primarily for playmaking and not often for goal scoring, is what they wrote, I guess, in the summer. He'll benefit from gaining more muscle, which is something that takes time, and he's got time. So, this is a Dubis style pick, of course, a little bit smaller, not a big player. But high IQ and great hockey sense and has raw skill. So I don't know about you, but Abramov is looking great so far this season. And could project well to being one of those Dubas style players with lots of skill. And he's scoring more this year. So that looks good. Alright, as Julie asks, Peter, are the Leafs collapsing every third period now? Well... You know, everybody was going crazy at the beginning of the year, or at least before Keith came. Leafs and fans, they were calling Leafs to eat their waffles after having a slow start. Leafs were, you know, well, the Leafs are allowed the first goal in the first seven game in the last seven games straight. Well, I had enough of that. Well, since Keith has come in, they're one of the better teams now in the first period. But as Julie asks, are they. Collapsing every third period now? Well, yeah, they did against the Flames. We saw that. They collapsed early in the third. They haven't done a great job, you know, keeping and staying in with teams in the game. And we saw that against the Flyers as well. You know what? And this, in my opinion, is where they need a game changer. That tenacious, physical, team-type player who will spark the Leafs when, you know, you can't. Do it all on offense. Yes, skill is vital. And I love where Dubas is taking this team. 
and has done so with this team. But in sports and more so hockey, it'll always be very emotional and large with physical contact. And you need to bring in that type of skill to the forefront, especially when a top skill team is lacking in motivation and emotion. So to make an impact, sometimes you need somebody to raise the bar for the rest of the team and get their heads back in the game. And maybe that's a hit. Maybe it's being vocal on the bench, but something to get them back in the game. And that's what they're lacking. And that's why I was always like, hey, you know what? I don't like sometimes those type of players like a Kachuk or so forth. Or even Kadri, hey, you know what? I, I never wanted to get rid of him. But there's something to it that gets players going. And the Leafs are a little bit lacking right now. All right. So Leafs' outlook in the near future. For the rest of the month, they have some teams that are in the middle or nearer to the bottom of the league. But their nemesis is also there, and that's back-to-backs. They've only won one of the second game of back-to-backs all year. And we know they've played many of them. And have yet to win both back-to-backs, of course. With that one back-to-back that they won, they didn't win the game previous. So I do expect the Leafs to take it to another gear over the next two and a half weeks. So let's see that. And let's also watch to see how they play in front of Hutch. Of course, with the back-to-backs and them overplaying uh, Anderson lately, we're going to see him. And then we're, we're either going to see him do well and at least play better in front of him. Or more rumors will follow for Dubis and the Leafs and looking for another NHL backup goaltender. Everybody's talking about Jerry. Well, we can't get him when he's playing like the best goalie in the league right now. People are talking about Georgiev. Well, I don't know what the Rangers are going to ask for him. But I don't know if he's he's the right goalie that can fit. But, of course, we all know the Rangers have another goalie that's behind that might take Georgiev's spot. So, I don't know. Because, boy, oh, boy, do I not want the Leafs to keep giving Freddie more games because he'll be burnt out. And I want him to be well-rested for late March and the March into the playoffs. And that's it for this episode of At Russia 98 on Hockey. Yes, follow me on Twitter at Russia 98, R U S S I A N 98. If you have any questions about the show, if you have any questions about the Leafs, about the NHL, what's going on about myself, go on Twitter, tweet me, DM me. All right, see you next time.